Yeah, so we're here with Braden Gall, 440 Sports, Athlon Sports, and he's not been outside in about six <laughs> weeks. <laughs> Apparently not. I, 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 uh, I sleep during the day. Uh, I work at night. Uh, vampire here. Um, yes, that's what posting Fine Bomb will do for you. <laughs> yeah, how was that? I, th I thought you did a great job with that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I thought you were wonderful as well. Uh, anything else? Like, Shane, you were great. I think we were all, we were all great. We were, just, we were so good together. It was wonderful. Yeah, but that, I mean, that's got to be a high honor. I mean, there's there's only a handful of people they would even consider for such right. a role, you know, and you're you're there. Uh, it, it is. I didn't mean to bring that up like that, uh, but it, it is. It means a lot to me personally, like to... Like, I lost – so ESPN hired me before the pandemic, and then I, they basically – you know, everybody who was a part-time or weekend or anything like that was not working during that period of time. And, mm -hmm. and so, uh, you know, hundreds of people were not working. And I told myself if I, and my wife, like, if I had ever – if they never came back to me and I never worked again for ESPN, I got my one year, I got my contract, I got to interview Coach O and Joe Burrow at the Heisman Trophy ceremony because I was doing ESPN radio on Saturday night for the Heisman. Yeah. And, like, if I never once got to to work there again, I was fine. Yeah. Uh, totally comfortable with it. And now, having done Feinbaum, I don't know, a couple Christmases and holidays, you know, it's only when he takes off. He doesn't take very many days off. <laughs> um, like, if you told me right now, ESPN called me tomorrow, I'm like, yeah, you're done. Like, you're part of the layoffs that happened, which I'm not expensive enough to be part of the layoffs. <laughs> um, but if I was part of the layoffs, I'd have been like, hell yeah, dude. Like, I got to talk to Jim in Tuscaloosa. Jim hates yep. me. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, Jim hates me. And, like... That's how you know you're doing a good job, I, though. I man calls in to defend me. And, like, AC in Bangladesh, my man. Like, it's yeah. just... Like, I, I don't know. It's very it's very surreal uh, yeah. to be such a fan of, of his work and the show and to know what it means to people in the Southeast. And then to get to do it. And then people hate you for it because you're not Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you Which this, Which is totally though. understandable. So. Because... The, uh, you know, people give his scholars, they give a lot of fans, you know, uh, a bad, bad rap. But they're so great, in my opinion, because they are knowledgeable. Yeah. Because they know what the hell they're talking about. And if you miss. Football. If you miss. They know what they're talking about in football. Well, right. th and that's, yeah. that's what we're talking about. They don't know anything else. <laughs> <laughs> if you mispronounce a guy's name or position, I mean, they're all oh, yeah, your yeah, ass yeah, because yeah. they know yeah, it. Yeah. Is there anything in, the, in that time? That maybe uh, one of the callers came in and you had, it made you kind of rethink an opinion, or maybe you learned something. I'm kind of curious about that. It, about about football, probably often. Um, yeah. Because what I love about doing radio, and this goes back to you know we're hanging out with you guys on this kind of f platform. It, podcast is a little bit more difficult, but live elements, live radio has been my whole career. Series XM, I worked for for a long time on the College Channel, and like having a, the conversation is always what's mattered to me. And sometimes that means I might be talking with you about something. Yeah. And we're talking Missouri schedule or defensive line. And all of a sudden, like, okay, I think about this. And a lot of the callers are that good on that show, even if they're a bunch of Looney Tunes. Like, they're, they are the best sports fact checkers you could ever find. Yeah. And, I and I would argue not just fine bomb callers. Like, people that are dedicated to their channel. And especially on, oh, for sure. on, on Sirius where it's like the hockey channel, the golf channel. The, you know, like, the people who listen to those channels are diehards. And they're the best fact checkers in the world. They cannot do that on any other aspect of their lives. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> cannot do it. <laughs> Incapable of, of acknowledging certain very, like, 
obvious realities. But if I get the height and weight wrong on the backup Alabama <laughs> linebacker, they are going to call my ass on that. Are you ever worried about that? Like, there's that bastard. You're just out in public. You run into <laughs> him. Oh, nobody, nobody recognizes me, which is great. Um, but, like, on, on, and I think we've joked about this, but if you take five seconds out of your day yeah. to call my show or a show that I'm hosting or to open up Twitter and tell me that my opinion sucks ass and I'm a dumbass, <laughs> I'm like, I'm honored by that, man. <laughs> like, you – you took time out of your day to tell to, to like tell me that, awesome. Yeah. And and some of that's just living in radio world for twenty years. Yeah, and like you just it comes with the territory. If I ever uh, we can cuss right on the show. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, like oh, if, yeah. if I, I my wife doesn't understand it because yeah. she's like a social media lurker. She doesn't like <laughs> post anything ever. Yeah, but she gets on Instagram and like looks at stuff. I don't. I'm not on Instagram at all. Twitter's my drug of choice. But like if I ever want. A big. If I ever need to be told "fuck you," <laughs> I could just open up the phone, open up Twitter, and I'm good to go. Uh, good. Jump on Paul. It won't be those words, but like I can, <laughs> yeah, I can just say something about Alabama having questions this year, and you know, this is a more interesting season than Alabama. I, Auburn. I said this one a couple weeks ago. I think Auburn fans are genuinely more excited about their football team this year than Alabama fans are. Yeah, Alabama fans. There's it's layered and laced with like this, this these questions underneath. Yeah. We're gonna win the Natty. But, like, are we going to win the Natty? And Auburn fans are like, <laughs> fucking Hugh Freeze, man. <laughs> and you say that on the air, and Alabama fans are, what? Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, whatever, man. And it's like, <laughs> great. Thank you for taking the time to tell me I'm an idiot. I'm honored to be here. Uh, absolutely. I'm glad you went there because uh, our, our buddy Stephen Lassen, great job. I mean, he, he, I don't think there's anyone better in terms of uh, just being a college football encyclopedia. That's what I like to call him. But he told me that you influenced him in picking oh, no. Alabama to win the West. And I think he's kind of regretting that. I, I don't know. I, I don't want to speak for him. But he did put that in I like in speaking me. for him all the time. Well, are, are you <laughs> staying by that? Alabama, number one in the West for you I, right honestly, now. Honestly, I – I need to – this is a terrible answer for sports talk because I'm supposed to have a take. and like, But, like, I honestly still don't know. I'm yeah. two days in we're, – we're taping this on Tuesday. <laughs> like, I'm two days into this. Yeah. And I've talked to dozens of people who I respect, some people that are inside programs, some people that are outside programs, some people that are really good at covering this stuff, and I still am not sure. Um, I, I think there's a great case for both of them. I, my, my issue is is that if the schedule for Bama was last year, I would have no questions. Yeah. I think I would go LSU. Uh, but LSU having to go to Tuscaloosa, Tennessee on the road at Alabama. Alabama gets Texas at home. Like, they're a different team on the road. They struggled in all those games last year, but they get all the big games at home. Like, who was their toughest road game? Kentucky? Yeah. Mississippi State? Like, maybe they lose one of those. Maybe they lose. A&M? I, the one I would say that they lose is A&M because yeah. A&M clearly gets up for that game. Mm-hmm. The problem for A&M is they don't get up for any other games. It's just the Alabama game that they get up for. There's a drug for that, I think. But I, I, think, they, I think they lose. I think Alabama loses to Texas A&M. Yeah. And they go 11-0 the rest of the year. And I don't know how much that the quarterback matters. I don't know how much Tommy Reese matters. Right. LSU's got a better version of both of those positions. Better, maybe a better offensive line. Maybe better star power in the defensive front seven with Mason Smith and Harold Perkins. But Alabama's pretty damn good, too. Yeah, <laughs> so right. I, I just think the schedule sets up for Bama to, to rebound a little bit. Um, and, again, rebound in air quotes because they were still two plays away from being 12-0 and 0 last year. Um, I, it's, what's ironic about your – and, Stephen, last time I'm talking to you, big guy. <laughs> uh, what's ironic is that I was the one who thought Alabama and LSU should be, like, five and six outside of the playoff. Right. Um, and – Stephen is largely responsible for the Athlon Sports Magazine rankings. I am sort of a 
consigliere who gets to help when he's really struggling with the decision, and I help out with that. I was torn on Alabama early. I'm still torn on Alabama, but I still think they're the top two roster in America. They have the greatest coach of all time. They get a bunch of big games at home. It's very hard. Like, I don't know where you guys fall on this, but honestly, I would probably have LSU and Alabama, like, four and five nationally. The question is, can losing to Georgia for either of them get them into the playoff? Yeah. Which would be top four, and I don't know how that works. Like, that – LSU's got a much tougher schedule. They're not as mature, 1-85. to Not personality, but, like, program. Mm -hmm. Um, So I could see LSU dropping one. You know, Ole Miss is a tough game. Uh, At Alabama, Florida State's going to be a real big challenge in week one. I don't know. I don't know where you guys fall, but like right now it's Bama by like a 51-49. Yeah. Bama, but I don't think either of them can make the playoff unless they can beat Georgia. And I'm not picking either one to beat Georgia in in the SEC championship game. Right. I think that opens the path up for some other team that we're not talking about. Let me ask you, a lot of great sources here. We've talked to a lot of great people. And is there anybody maybe that's losing stock in your mind? Uh, is there any teams that maybe you feel like you were a little too high on? That's a great question because everybody's so happy yeah. in the SEC, which should be terrifying for every coach <laughs> and fan base <laughs> because there's no way it's going to work out for everybody. There's too many good teams, too many losses. I Arkansas, South Carolina, and Tennessee are the three that I've talked about on our show that be careful. Yeah. If, if expectations for all three of those are top 20, which Tennessee probably will be, Arkansas will be close, South Carolina will be just probably behind that. If the expectations for those three teams are to be ten or nine or ten wins, mm-hmm. I think they're going to be closer to eight wins. Yeah. But nobody that's changed since being here. I haven't talked to anybody. I, I think South Carolina is getting the most, and this is, like, damn it. Because <laughs> I actually really like Why Shane. do you hate South Carolina? I, hate <laughs> he hates it. I love Shane Beamer. I love the receiving core. I love the tight end. I think Rattler has his best season. I, you know, like, they have such a hard schedule. Right. And there are so many 50-50 games on it. And I just... If expectations are not to take another step from where they were, same with Tennessee. I think that's hard. I think Arkansas could get a game better because KJ is healthy and Danny Enos does the work with them to make him a more efficient passer, and they win a couple games, and all of a sudden they, they take a step forward. Right. Um, but South Carolina, I, I think it's going to be hard for Tennessee and South Carolina to match next year, last year's totals. And so if they take one game back, are fans okay with that? Do they understand that? Right. We yeah. already have our own bourbon bet. He's betting Tennessee eight. I think I said Tennessee ten. I think I think it was nine and a half. But I'm okay with whatever we decide now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, if you said ten, I take. say eight. That'll be fine. Nine, we split the bet, right? Well, right. Yeah, I think that's right. what it was. That's fair, I think yeah. that was. But that's a point you've been making all off season. That a lot of optimism all across the SEC. Again, we'll see how that lasts uh, once losses start piling up potentially and things of that nature. But do you think that is a product? And going back to your uncertainty, who's going to win the West? Everybody's got Georgia in the East, but right, right. aside from that, uh, do you think that's a product of NIL and the transfer portal? Because I look at programs like Auburn right now. Five years ago, if Hugh took that over, they'd be like, we're going to be good in a couple years, but our line of scrimmage is awful. We have no weapons. The we don't have a quarterback. Rebound quickly. You can flip it. Kelly flipped it. They, they've got a secondary now. Heupel flipped it because of transfers. Shane Beamer, same thing, on and on and on. 
I think that's a product of uh, the transfer portal on NIL. I think it's a factor. I think it's also, and I know you guys have both talked about Kentucky and Missouri, right? Like yeah. you guys, throughout the course of the last few weeks, you guys are both kind of like, I kind of like Kentucky to be better. I kind of like Missouri to be better. Right. Um, and, and that's the same. I think it's, number one, I think it's a function of just the year that we're in. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just have crazy years. When you take Bryce Young, reigning Heisman Trophy winner, the greatest single quarterback season in Tennessee football history. Yeah. And Hendon Hooker, also an NFL draft pick. Will Levis. Will Levis. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a first-round grade and probably a 10-year starting quarterback in the NFL. Had one of the best seasons for Kentucky two years ago. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But pretty good player yeah. for everybody that hates him. Pretty good player. He's gone. Two-time defending national champ and starting quarterback. He's gone. Like, you take that kind of star power off the quarterbacks. And, and 12 different offensive coordinators. Yeah. 12 different offensive coordinators. The only two that return are LSU and Vanderbilt with their starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's not 12 different. I should say 12 different quarterback uh, coordinator combinations. Right. I mean, Josh Heupel lost his coordinator, but does that really count? Uh, yeah. Probably not. So I think it's – and each one of those teams you mentioned, it's different. They rebounded for different reasons. Lane Kiffin's doing it because he's going into the portal, mm-hmm. to your point. I think that's how they go from a 10-2 and two season with Matt Corral and a historically great team, and they stay relevant is because of the portal and because of NIL. I think that's for real. Auburn's NIL is off the charts productive because of Hugh Freeze. Mm-hmm. Not Strangely, didn't work that well when Brian Harson was the coach. <laughs> so that's all lined up, right? And right. so that's why they're excited. Also, just a new coach excitement. Florida's taking a lot longer because mm-hmm. they have to build out all this infrastructure, but I think it's showing progress finally on the recruiting trail. Yeah. South Carolina di- does it with, like, really good South Carolina fans listen up they've done it with like elite game management like Shane Beamer is great on game day like what they do as a staff and as a team is they manage the game better than anybody else like they're playing like more often than not they're making the right call right fourth down great special teams it's modern Beamer ball and he's maximizing talent that frankly is not comparable to to some of the teams Brian Kelly bounced back at LSU because recruiting at LSU is not a problem. Mm-hmm. Right. And Brian Kelly's a Hall of Famer. Josh Heupel, because his offensive system has a high floor, right? Like, and he hit with his quarterback transfer in Hendon Hooker. So it's kind of different reasons for everybody, um, which, again, to me, covering this league long enough, you guys have been around long enough, somebody's going to be pissed yeah. at the end of the year. I, I don't know if that's Eli Drinkwitz. I don't know <laughs> if that's Sam Pittman. I don't know if that's, you know, Zach Arnett. Right. I... I don't know who's going to be upset, but like three or four fan bases are not going to achieve because there's too many good games. Yeah, and I don't know who it is right now. I, I feel pretty comfortable you with Alabama, get, LSU. You just got me thinking. I I have not thought of this yet because I'm so high on this team this year, and I know I think you are fairly too. Kentucky, what happens if the bottom falls out? And that that'd be two years in a row. Like let's say they lose to Vandy two years in a row. Yeah. Or, do bad. we start to get to a hot seat? Uh, no, but because I. There's questions about Mitch Barnhart and how he is. Mm-hmm. Is he the right athletic director for the future of Kentucky football? He has done extraordinary things for the program. But I think the fans are kind of like, and for all the programs, like baseball, softball, basketball. He, I mean, he and Calipari don't talk at all. Right. But he's done so much. The question is, is he the right guy for the next generation of Kentucky sports? I say all that to say expectations have been risen. Mark Stoops is the kind of the greatest football coach in Kentucky history, not named Bear Bryant, I guess. Yeah. I, I think – Fans now, to your point, are expecting eight, seven, eight, nine wins more often, and that's pressure. 
But I think they also kind of understand that Mitch Barnhart has kept him from using NIL, finally letting him sell beer for crying out loud, like <laughs> in the stadium. But like, there's been some self limitations yeah. on Kentucky. I, I think his, I think Mark Stoops' formula for success at, at Kentucky is perfect, which is take the biggest players from Kentucky, take the second tier players from Ohio, take the third tier players from Florida and Georgia and Texas. And I'm going to put them all together, develop them like crazy, hire great coordinators other than last year, <laughs> hire great coordinators, <laughs> and, and really develop these guys and buy into the culture from the beginning. And if the NIL can actually kick in for them, that's where they could take some steps. I, I wouldn't say hot seat, no. Uh, if they're 4-8, and eight, sure. Nobody can go 4-8 right. in this league other than Vanderbilt and not be on the hot seat. But What about best-case scenario? I mean, I know they got Alabama – but let's let's just say everything comes together with the with these guys. What do you think best case scenario Kentucky walks away with? I, I, I mean, they've had two ten win seasons in the right. last few years. Devin Leary is one of the most underrated players in this conference because nobody in the SEC watches the ACC, and that's fair. It's yeah. kind of boring. But Devin Leary's not. Liam Cohen is not. Look at the yards per play, the efficiency metrics for Kentucky's offense in twenty twenty one. Versus every other year that Kentucky has had a football team under Mark Stoops, and there's one offense that was better than everyone else, and it was yeah. Levis and Cohen. I think the offensive line will be better, can't be worse. One of the best receiving cores in school history. I, I think people are totally sleeping on Ray Davis. I think people, the defensive line, is they're all like monsters, yeah. <laughs> like huge creatures that Mark Stoops is going to develop. And they get, what, Florida and Tennessee at home? Yeah. I, there's some things that are lining up for Kentucky. I really like Kentucky, yeah. and everybody here in Nashville seems to like them too, which, again, gives me pause. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone's talking up Kentucky, and I thought I was going to come in with Kentucky as, like, my sleeper team, and I think everybody's kind of with us. I know you guys are both there too, yeah. so we better be careful. Yeah. <laughs> what's, your, what's your hottest of hot takes here at Media Days? Georgia doesn't win the national championship? Yeah. Oh, is that okay. a hot take? No. I mean, well, okay, I guess it is. I don't know. Is it, I mean – I mean, they're clearly number one in the country, right? Right. Do you? But, th- but do you think? Okay, so they don't make a national championship. Do you think it's because they lose games during the season, or they drop in the college football playoffs? I, I think they lose one in the playoff. Okay, probably. Um, and again, this is not, that's why it's not really a hot take. Like, yeah. oh, I think I think I think one team won't win the national championship. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's always smarter to go with the field. It's not. Yeah. It's not that hot of a take. But there's. But they are so clearly number one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Questions at quarterback for Alabama. Questions at Ohio State quarterback. Michigan's roster is never going to be good enough to beat them head to head. You know, USC's defense, Pac-12 defenses in general, Texas. Just a giant question mark across right. the board, but could be very good. Could also be Texas. So it's just there's just uh, is LSU's the one uh, the the team that I think is sne- there's two teams that I think are really sneaky that I think could beat them. One I think is prepared to do it now if they get there, and I think the other one is quarterback dependent, mm-hmm. and that is Florida State. I think could absolutely beat them in a head-to-head one-game situation. Great pass rush, NFL defensive line, elite quarterback play. Weapons all over the place. Best offensive line Florida State's had in a long time. I think in a one-game situation, could you get them into an Ohio State-Georgia-type game? I think Florida State could do that. I think USC could do that. The one to keep an eye on, though, and this is a team nobody's really talking about, to come out of the Big Ten and play in the playoff is Penn State. Mm-hmm. My question is the coach. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, James Franklin cannot manage the end of a football game. Opposite of Shane Beamer. Shane right. Beamer knows how to do everything right at the end of a game. James Franklin cannot. 
but they have an elite offensive line. They have an elite defensive line, and they got probably the number one pick in the draft two years from now in Drew Aller, quarterback. If he de- that good, if huh? he hits, heard it here first, number one pick in the draft two, two drafts from now. Uh-huh. He's a rising sophomore. Okay. Uh, so not the Caleb Williams draft, but the draft after that. I, I think if he is as good as his pedigree says, he's, I mean, we're talking 6'5", 240 pounds. Like, he's huge. Yeah. Big arm. If he hits, they have everything else. Yeah. Great running game, great defense, great offensive line, like dudes, first-round picks. Right. You know? And so I think there's a few teams that could get him in a one-game situation in the playoff. But it doesn't – I don't know. It doesn't feel like – I think the hot take would be they lose a regular season game and then lose in the playoffs. Okay. I yeah. think that's the hot take. And I think somebody could get him this year in the regular season. But, like – Anybody not Tennessee? I, I mean, like – if all the games were on the road, I would probably feel differently. Like, yeah. Kentucky's a good team. Ole Miss is a good team. South Carolina's a good team. Like, but they're all in Athens. Right. Tennessee's might be the best team they play on the schedule on the road. I just think they're going to be ready for that. And I do have questions about Hypel's system against elite athletes because they are going to take away the run game. Yeah. Like, Georgia is going to stop you from running the football, and then it's on the rest of the team to do it. They could do it. They could figure it out. Um, and – We'll see. Carson Beck hasn't ever started a game. <laughs> so, like, right, right. there's a lot more questions about this team today than there were last year. There's a lot more noise and distraction about this team this time la- than this time last year. Kirby played the disrespect card last year. I thought it was actually okay yeah. and smart. <laughs> they weren't picked number one. They weren't picked to win the SEC. They had their star quarterback back. I mean, like, I, I, could, I could understand it. This year, there's no disrespect. Right. They are clear-cut number one across the board. But there are more questions, right? So yeah. I, I think I think two Georgia loses two games this year. That's about as hot take as I think I can get. That's bold, brother. Like Remember, it. that's Braden Gall saying that, not us. <laughs> Tell the folks. for the record for the record that picking him number one in the country <laughs> in the SEC. Tell the folks where can they find you? Uh, at Braden Gall on Twitter is the the primary place. There, 440 Sports is is our company in Nashville. You can Athlon Sports if you want to cover all 133 teams. Uh, Fringe Element Podcast for now. That's the name. Uh, of course, uh, you can get us there uh, all over the YouTube page as well, and 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 on the podcast feed. So we got some fun, fun, exciting stuff coming for you guys. So oh, yeah. uh, we're we're uh, looking forward to the build up to the season. I I truly believe this is one of the most interesting SEC football seasons I can ever remember yeah. because of all the things we just talked about. So many good teams, so many yeah. questions at quarterback, Georgia three P questions about Bama, LSU like. Texas and Oklahoma are coming in next year, expansions <laughs> next year. Like, it's it, it's genuinely an awesome season. I can't wait, and I'm glad it's here. So, oh, there's one fun. other thing. I apologize. I meant to no, ask go you. For it. When I think of Nash- Nashville sports, I think of Braden Gall, 440 Sports. Oh, thank you. you. You cover it better than anybody. Uh, this event, being in Nashville, I mean, I feel like so far, I know there's construction. Nobody cares <laughs> about that, but I feel all like the, I, all the construction analogies. I'm getting tired <laughs> of them. I feel like they knocked it out of the park here, and. What's your thoughts? Did you ever think that Nashville would get the media days? And if uh, this stadium is, is as grand as it looks like they're going to build, do you think we eventually get an SEC championship right down the street? No SEC championship. Um, and I feel pretty comfortable saying that. I, I think yes to a lot of other things. Uh, now, first of all, not surprised at all it's here. It, we've, they've tried to steal, and I know the folks that work in the Nashville Sports Authority pretty well, that have tried to take the SEC baseball tournament multiple times and Hoover 
I think it's more important than Hoover. It's, it's way more important to Hoover than it is to Nashville. So right. I'm glad it's in Hoover. I think it's charming there, and I think it belongs there. But they've been trying to steal every single SEC event for <laughs> a decade. And they've come pretty close. They got base, basketball tournament a right. bunch of times, women's basketball tournament. Um, I think what I would guess, and I think the event here is great. Fans don't care about this. It's way better than Atlanta because of how like it's so easy for us to, to manage, I right. think. But, again, nobody cares about the media. Um, I think when the stadium is built, $2 billion Titan Stadium, I have been told pretty specifically that before the stadium is built that we are on the line for a college football playoff game, weather-wise, which, which this person was telling me this to basically say when the dome is built, you are guaranteed a college football playoff game. Yeah. I think what comes with that is some sort of SEC kickoff classic the way Tennessee and Virginia are playing this year at right. Nissan Stadium, I could see it being very similar to what they do in Arlington, what they do in Charlotte, and what they do in Atlanta. I could see it. I would love for it to be an SEC Big Ten challenge. Like I think that would be awesome yeah. to have that game every year in Nashville, which there's plenty of good, drivable Big Ten schools from Nashville, actually. So I think it would be a great event. So I Sankey was pretty clear on Monday that they're re-upping their contract with Atlanta. Mm-hmm. They're not going to move it, I don't think. Um, I th- but I think there's a door for a lot of other stuff. College football playoff game, yes, absolutely. National championship game will be here. The Music City Bowl is going to be the host of those two. At some point, Super Bowl's coming, Final Four's coming. Right. WrestleMania's coming. Everything's <laughs> coming. It, like, they're all coming to the stadium. I, the key is going to be what happens early in the season. Yeah. I think that's what's going to be fun is there, we could have a big – like, can you imagine Texas? Now this wouldn't work in Nashville. But can you imagine like Texas, Texas A&M week one every year? Like, <laughs> yeah. give me a break with that, dude. Like, you can make a fortune off that game. Like, just Arlington. Arlington is better, but I think what he's trying to say is Tennessee is going to start the season and end the season in Nashville. National <laughs> Championship game. There you heard go. it here first. Braden go. Gall in 2023. I love <laughs> yeah. that. Hate love South that. Carolina. Loves Tennessee. Love having this guy on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's perfect.